Hi and welcome to Boom It's on the Blockchain. It's our 51st episode. In the past, we've had some big guests. We had on Adam Kokesh, who was running for Libertarian president. We had David Greenberg, who essentially saved the world after 9-11. We had Principal Z, who's changing blockchain education. But today, we've got our biggest guest so far. It is Lady Rocket. Let me bring you to the stream. Uh, hey, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I understand we are global, so... Bonsoir, arrivederci, dzień dobry, dobry wieczór. It's a pleasure to be here with you today. Yeah, absolutely fantastic, Lady Rocket. So, so let's just kick things off. Let's just go for a bit of background of, you know, you're obviously not from America, so a bit of background of where you come from, your roots, and uh, where it all started from. Sure. So uh, our viewers have a cocktail of two accents today between you and I, and both of them are European. Uh, I was uh, born and I'm very proud uh, of being from Poland, uh, but I spent actually most of my life uh, in the United States. I escaped from communistic Poland, so I'm dating myself a little bit, uh, as a a rising uh, film star, very young film star, but also graduate student, uh, which allowed me to charm some communistic officials to give me a passport to get out of Poland. And I smuggled my American, uh, American educational documents, my grants to Italy, uh, where I walked into Italian embassy and quoting American constitution, I asked American ambassador to grant me a student visa so I can I come from communistic Poland to a free United States. So that's, and I'm mentioning it not to be historical, but I think that in contemporary times, we need to look for the moments in our life which challenge us to take a huge risk and be brave and take action. And uh, that's you know, a rule that I never left behind. Uh, I always took monumental risks because it's worth taking risks, especially in this country, especially if you are technology entrepreneur and, and philanthropist, risk is my friend. So uh, professionally, I... Oh, and there's another quick story that I want to share with you because we are from Scotland, esteemed, brave nation, so I am preaching to the choir. But the second time when Courage served me well was when Hewlett Packard was looking for the Mission Impossible champion to win Boeing account, which was be or not to be for the new generation of computers. And I won against like 1,000 candidates, Stanford graduates, Harvard engineers, and I asked HP executives, why me? It was the beginning of my US career. And they said, you know what, because we can teach you anything about technology, anything about uh, software, anything about public speaking. One thing that we cannot teach anyone is the courage. And you are the most courageous. So this is why you got the job. It took me later to the, so I think that you are smiling because uh, I'm sure you had similar moments in your life. And our audience, I'm sure there are many people that identify with that. And then I had an incredible, incredible chapter of Silicon Valley. Uh, speaking of my background, uh, it was the time when the the legacy of Silicon Valley was walking around, and I worked with them. It was, you know, the founders of HP, Andy Grove, Intel, Steve Jobs, uh, my neighbor from Malibu, uh, founder of of Oracle, Larry Ellison. We were creating really a hardcore technology. I spent several years in the Silicon Valley only to be challenged and attracted to be where the action is, where I reside now, which is Los Angeles. And uh, also Wall Street. But the moment that I also want to mention is I met President Valenza and, um, uh, and uh, leadership of the United States who gave me an opportunity to bring American capital technology uh, companies to liberated Poland. Uh, it was in 1990s and I'm mentioning it because we are under the challenge of horrific barbarian Russian attack on Ukraine. And I look at it with, with a total understanding of the circumstances also because I just recently returned from my private journey to Ukraine to see how I can be of help. 
I, as an American, we Americans, can be of help as human beings uh, beyond arms. So I am a proud co-founder of Copernic Space together with my American son, born here in Laguna Beach. But guess what? He's, as we speak, somewhere between London and Warsaw. And all this time and I were talking about his visit to Warsaw. So I know that you will ask me the questions about Copernic Space. Uh, but I reside now in Los Angeles, probably around 20 years, and I merge what Los Angeles is best about, which is passion, innovation, content, um, limitless appetite for success with a discipline of technology development that is still the best in Silicon Valley. And I like to think that I have brought some of it with me. Okay, so that's how about that? That's a that's a great intro. You know, just before we go into your current business, um, let's delve a little bit deeper about Ukraine and Poland, because yes. I think it's important for a lot of people out there. You know, you, you know, I come from Scotland. We understand Europe a bit more because we're part of Europe. We understand when the, it was the fall of the Soviet Union and all these other countries broke up and then suddenly, you know, there was a big influx of people from Poland into the US, into the Scotland, the UK. You know, there was over two million people end up coming in from Poland yes. to work there. So we are much more familiar with the Polish. Plus, you know, I, I've been to Warsaw, I've been there as well. So it's an amazing city. Uh, but just give your background about what's happening there and the fact that you've been to Ukraine, you know, you come to uh, California, you know, I go anywhere in San Diego, there's a lot of people flying the Ukraine flag here right now. So just give a little bit of background of what it was like pro-communist um, rule in Poland and a little bit more about you going back into Ukraine recently and what did you see? Yes. Well, uh, since you, I appreciate your question, especially focus on Poland, because we as a country do not get coverage that Poland deserves in the context of the Ukrainian war, uh, among others also because what you mentioned so importantly, and I appreciate, which is that Poland, Polish people accepted two million I, I hate the word refugees, I, Ukrainian women and children, because men stay behind because of the war. And it's not because government organized or provided funding. It happened spontaneously. People took Ukrainian families under their own roof, on their own budget, on their own resources. Polish schools orchestrated in matter of a month's ability to accept almost a million of new students to Polish schools. And uh, Ukraine, most importantly, uh, Ukrainian families were met with love, dignity, uh, embracing Ukra Ukraine, its heritage, and with generosity that I think is of historical importance. And uh, when I went to Ukraine, I, uh, I stayed in Poland for a while because uh, for a variety of reasons, Grant, CEO of Copernic Space, is currently also in Poland, not too far away from Ukrainian border. We have incredible Ukrainian development team, by the way, because Ukrainians are phenomenal software developers. Uh, they are also speaking of space. They were the brains behind Soviet space industry. So uh, what I want to acknowledge here is the fact that I met with incredible Polish volunteers who are people like you and I, who leave their jobs, leave their families in, with regularity sometimes every week, travel to Ukraine to deliver supplies. And I was able to travel with one of those groups to uh, cities between Zamość, which is a historical city in Poland, very close to Lviv, and Lviv. And we delivered supplies to the Lviv, uh, Lviv uh, hospital. And uh, I was uh, working on meeting with uh, Ukrainian space uh, people and blockchain people, and most importantly, filmmakers, because I, I also have a lead racket media company and I am uh, busy producing our show. But why films? Because uh, Ukrainian women who stand behind were filmmakers who are filming was happening there and I was able to work with some of them and bring to the Oscars actual show 
a brief documentary filmed by Ukrainian filmmakers for our American uh, Hollywood community to say we are now soldiers. We left cameras behind, we are now soldiers. So I just want to appreciate those who are uh, like you are, I am, putting a pressure on American politicians and educating those who are not paying as much attention to Ukraine about atrocities of Russian uh, consistent uh, politics of of uh, killing democracy, taking away freedom of the nations, like they did to Poland after the World War II. And Poland never gave up. We survived our culture, our films, our technology. And now we are the premier partner of the United States when it comes to military. But Poland is receiving very little help uh, speaking financially outside of the military. So it's all on, on Polish budget. And I am working on changing that. But anyway, we are we are here to talk yeah, about we're blockchain. We're blockchain. But that's, that's, that's great, though, because I think it's important for people to understand from not American perspectives. Because yes. I think when you come to a lot of people looking at Ukraine and Russia, they're looking through the lens of this American Democrat Republican rather than actually for the people on the ground. So that was great bit of background there. But like, If I may just say, I acknowledge my the Lady Rocket Foundation is, is my arm, my extension of me physically in every other way. And I just sponsored together with uh, Polish Red Cross, incredible vacation for Ukrainian kids in Poland. And I am launching through Lady Rocket Foundation, new educational program in Lviv for Lviv and Polish and Ukrainian students. My father, uh, who, who was a brilliant space scientist and co-founder of the Polish Military Academy, was born in Lviv because Lviv used to be Polish, uh, the part of Ukraine, West Ukraine was uh, was Polish. So, oh, thank you. Yes, here you see, uh, thank you for showing it because I don't uh, get to speak too often about the other extension of blockchain, uh, which is uh, my Lead Racket Foundation which is dedicated, by the way, we are one of the first uh, foundations that are actively using blockchain technology for, um, among others, uh, issuing uh, philanthropic NFTs that bridge a gap between our technology-minded environment and demonstrating application of both blockchain and space in solving very emotionally important driven uh, uh, critical situations uh, involving climate change. In my case, I used the blockchain and uh, Lady Racket Foundation, my personal engagement to curate first satellite Rhino NFTs designed to fundraise to either acquire satellites or acquire data to locate poached rhinos in South Africa. Uh, and of course, more than rhinos, but our symbolic focus was rhinos, to demonstrate, uh, I would say, more emotional applications of otherwise very sophisticated, very arm-length technologies that all of us live in. So our uh, satellite rhino just had a second edition announcement uh, two days ago in London. And uh, we, this is my personal um, way of embracing with our new technology uh, people outside of our blockchain or space circles and bring forward uh, accountability for what's happening on planet Earth. Because I believe that as a you know, fortunate entrepreneur that I am, it's my obligation uh, to use the technology to find a way uh, to help Earth. And if you stay a little bit longer on this video, if I may suggest, you will meet Dr. Johan, one of the most famous uh, veterinarians in the world. And he is personally, yes, please uh, continue showing it, dashes to the poached rhinos to perform surgery to save their lives. And I have a privilege of fighting my fight to, to deploy NFTs to get funding for the satellite data. So when they so uh, when they take they take off the horn at the front, just yes. give a, a background to that. What happened? Do the, do the rhinos normally die at that point unless they get? They treatment die. Or what happens? Die. I, this is by the way the NFT created by the Cornell University 
graduate whom I enticed to work with me and it's using neural networks among others. But yes, the animal dies in a painful death unless Dr. Johan gets to them. And this is where my space identity, Lady Racket identity, blockchain come together because he, I discuss with him, how can I help? And you know what? And everybody who'd like to get involved, who is with us right now, please DM me on Twitter. It's the best. Lady Rocket Space, because we are launching a new edition of spectacular uh, Rhino NFTs created by Nigerian artists. And we are fundraising, establishing pricing at a very attractive level, but also pricing it very, very high for certain corporations, because I will be addressing satellite corporations to help us acquire satellite data, because with satellite data, Dr. Johan can get to this post Rhino much faster because one of the biggest challenges he has is is uh, is uh, finding the animals. But all of it would not be possible without Copenhagen Space, uh, without uh, Copenhagen Space building into this business model democratization of the space assets. So th this is one of the NFTs that is coming in right now. Yes. Explain a little bit what's happening right now, Lady Rocket. Well, when you are looking at NFT or overall, well, let me put it this way: Copernic space. Uh, uh, let me let me go to the source because to do everything that I am doing, and as you can see, I asked artists here to to conceptualize uh, rhinos together with an image of the satellite, and it's done in an incredible, incredible way. One of those uh, one of those NFTs is already at the most famous NFTs museum, uh, crypto uh, museum. But none of it would be possible if not Grant and I being both um, obligated because of our family origins. Uh, I am a second, uh, Grant is a third generation of space uh, mavericks, uh, art collectors, artists. And um, when in 2015, I won a California Space, uh, California Space Center bid for 100 acres of land outside of Vandenberg Space Force Base to build space entertainment innovation uh, center. It put me on the path of seeking funding for the space endeavors that is not completely dependent on ways that space and space projects get funded right now, which is very few and relatively small venture capital whose financial power doesn't even come close to meeting the existing demand for space projects then painstakingly complex government funding and NASA and a lot of projects do not fit uh, any of those categories. And of course, there is a glorious group of uh, space uh, angels. But again, we need hundreds of millions, if not billions in funding. And my experience with California Space Center also brought me directly in the front of the rockets that are getting launched at Vandenberg Space Force Base. Uh, maybe we will have a time for you to ask me a question about my recent meeting at the Vandenberg Space Force Base with General Jay Raymond in charge of the Space Force and Kamala Harris, Vice President, but in this meeting she was uh, playing a role of, of our chief space uh, government leader. But anyway, uh, Copernic Space was created out of passion for space, our hands-on experience that we do not have enough fast funding to fuel incredible innovation of, of American entrepreneurs. And then the current funding keeps outside the biggest, most important segment of ultimate investors and founders of our space program, which is us, Americans. Americans, immigrants, Americans who were born here, ultimately either NASA or American governments, it's your money, it's our money who are fueling the program. Uh, so we decided to deploy a blockchain 
as a perfect platform to build a new economy. Uh, I'm excited about cryptos, I'm excited about other applications, but I strongly believe as an economist through education that blockchain is really a new economic system that you can build new economies. And I call it not only space economy, but also eco-space, which I understand as a place where we merge two huge economic potential, ecology of planet Earth and ecology of space. And my meeting with Kamala Harris was um, among others about that. Uh, so Grant, was at that time co-founder of one of the most prominent blockchain companies specializing in uh, integrity of the blockchain financial transactions. Uh, and when I described to him my vision for Copernic space, uh, he let me run with it for a while. And then I was lucky enough to attract him on a full-time basis in 2020. And Grant brings to this project absolutely extraordinary background of being someone who grew up with me around Silicon Valley, grew up with me as an entrepreneur through thick and thin in Los Angeles and Europe. Uh, he's multilingual in many ways, not only languages, but also multilingual because he's fantastic. A hip hop artist who who writes incredible music and and incredible um, also text lyrics um, among other about moon and Mars. So together and with a small group of friends, we define Copernic Space as a platform that is using blockchain in order to democratize access to space and do something very important: ability to use blockchain capabilities to create segmented, well-organized so-called space assets that allow to lower the barrier of entry. So, Lady Roca, how does the space market actually work for, you know, because you spoke about it there, but you're talking about this bit is like tokenizing space assets. So my yes. background to blockchain is tokenization, but for the viewers and listeners, explain how you actually talk, tokenize space assets. Yes. Um, number one is um, a strategic and visionary recognition that blockchain in our hands gives you unprecedented power to create a transparent, unbreakable, full of integrity system which can host space assets, fashion assets, in my case also art assets, using a brilliance of tokenization, which I know you are very familiar with because you are using it in a beautiful way to another strategic area, which is energy. And what does it mean tokenizing? Uh, let me give you an example. I will not share the names of the companies because some of them we are in the process of negotiations, but let's talk about something that caught attention of, of our American society uh, last several days, which is a return to the moon. And from the distance, uh, in a non-participatory way, we were watching incredible striving of NASA to launch Artemis 1 to go back to the moon. Comes Copernic Space and comes private companies who are also working on getting to the moon. We have arrangement with some of them to allow them transform their unused assets like space inside of the rocket or space inside of the moon rover into tokenized asset, which means we define that uh, you can acquire, let's say one kilo of the space inside of SpaceX on its way to the moon next year using Copernic space token, which is a form of the legal legal arrangement, a legal document, because we are using smart contracts, that by virtue of acquiring a Copernic Space token, which actually represents token of the company who is our client, you now own right either to the physical or digital ability to send your artifact or digital file to the moon and then Copernic Space will be relaunching your NFT with the new financial value because something on the moon represents, in theory, significantly higher financial value than when it is on Earth. And we lower, we remove the barrier of entry to being a participatory in upcoming space expeditions. 
Two, we've agreed to create new pricing. Can you imagine that you can now afford to send something to the moon in a digital form when in the past it was only possible for the billionaires or, or others? So on Copernic Space, you can acquire our tokens for the purpose and choice of participating in this type of endeavor. We successfully proved the case. Our platform works, our rocket is on, we are fueled, and now we are expanding applications of Copernic space, not only the lunar, but also Mars, space debris, and climate change. So, so let's go back to like the tokenization piece. So you're talking about you're tokenizing a small piece of the space rocket that's going up, and anybody out there can acquire a fractional interest in that through your yes. space token. This so is what, a what handy do we, example. What do we get from that, though? Well, uh, for example, Lady Rocket is going to send to the moon things that I believe deserve to be there. Uh, and or represent phenomenal financial transaction and uh, and let me just give you examples i will use some names but i just want to clarify i by no means uh, make statement that those arrangements are final i am just using those names as a yeah, handy example yeah. mm -hmm. okay so uh, some of you might uh, know a company called tiffany but Tiffany, we are a generation that remembers breakfast at Tiffany's and the blue box and, and the beautiful rings. But the young generation is not into blue boxes as much as we were. Comes Lady Rock and Copernic Space. And again, example, saying, okay, Tiffany, we would be interested in making arrangement with you to acquire our NFT for the purpose of sending to the moon either a ring or Beyonce uh, Moon River song, which they just paid for Beyonce to record for the purpose of calling, not only calling attention to your brand, but also to sponsor something in a philanthropic sense. Remember my, my rhinos, uh, you know, I am, uh, remember art, etc. So brands are desperately seeking opportunity to make a point and uh, we are one of the champions of allowing some of them to consider being included in the moon journey but we are uh, always working on attaching something of of a not superficial but real benefit to planet earth uh, they are of course billionaires always craving uh, opportunity to shine uh, most of them do not want to fly with Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos, but would love to claim ownership of something so unique like, like participation in the world. I give an example of lunar expedition as an as a, um, easy example, but our focus is on creation of the economy. So we are grabbing significantly bigger uh, projects, speaking of the footprint, and probably will be instrumental in providing early stage space companies with funds to develop either new ISS or a new category of rockets, which I believe we need. And Elon Musk agrees. He believes strongly that there is a much bigger need for additional rockets, especially now that we see that Artemis is you know, having a, its problem and its costs are enormous. So I would love to see Copernic Space being a tool to finance next generation of ecological rockets. And we talk to the people who already have it, which they collaborate with the uh, organizer of the university project. So we are not only blockchain, we are not only space, we are uh, ambassadors of uh, energy to bring forward uh, innovation connected to space and ecology, because now you have a place where you can potentially get funded through tokenization through tokenization so so for the average person out there if they wanted to get involved in this what do they have to do and what's the cost what's their barrier to entry yes you've democratized ownership which is what tokenization does so for people to right. understand at home it's democratized so ownership is. is letting people in how yes. what's the barrier to entry for everyone out there there are many ways to get involved depending on your personal intentions, uh, where you are in your life, what drives you. Uh, if you wish to get into the queue of those who have something to say, 
something to send to the moon because you feel it was going to make a difference or because you want to do it for, for your personal reason, you can connect with Copernic Space and you show the, the, our website. You can go on our website. You can go on our, on our Discord. And we have cut, uh, currently uh, three different categories of participation in the space and other journeys. Physical shipment of the space cargo. And again, please, as you know, in the space industry, dates change, rockets change, but our platform is stable. So we might, we are expanding the list of uh, participants and we might switch them because uh, we are agile, we can do it. But you can fit into the category of someone who wants to send something physical to the moon. And to be appropriate, I just have to say that it needs to be approved by NASA, it needs to fit on the list. You cannot send a lot of things you cannot send. So we are also experting on that. Uh, then you can acquire place in the digital sense, which means digital copy of your art, music, poem, a picture of your fashion, a picture of your, your innovation, uh, Ukrainian flag. You can send it uh, to the moon uh, digitally. Uh, and then something that I am very excited about, we are exploring possibility of having Twitter-like messages sent by acquisition of Copernic Space token an NFT, you will be able to send a message uh, with the, uh, we, we hope people will have really good, uh, good things, interesting things to say, and you can send it this way. So those are the example, but also for those of you who are into investment, and I don't know if your audience, I know that they are passionate about blockchain, about innovation, about you, uh, but I don't know if we have investors here, but for the investors, uh, Copernic Space, is the culmination of uh, and pass through and a portal that as a platform services and provides place of passing your investment toward other companies that are with us and we also allow you to invest in space companies that we scrutinize and we select and we work with and we are innovators of the space contracts and smart contracts and space marketing uh, that's fun you know some of our partners benefit from my lady rocket events uh, because i hijack spacex rocket launches and i use it as a fantastic pro bono events to promote um, innovation art space because you know what rockets are one of the most incredible events and you can expand its usefulness beyond just scientific reason and this is what i am doing at vandenberg space for space so uh, get in touch if you want to be invited to my art or fashion or my kids performance uh, because you know what we have to take our technology and passion capabilities money more broadly than in our i would say sophisticated silos that's so interesting we've got actually a couple of messages coming in there from uh, this would be helpful for all your viewers listening to uh, who is Heju My Soul for Space that's putting in the messages right now? So this is actually just an app there. We'll actually put that in the show notes as well. So we've had a comment there. Lady Rocket, do you see that comment on the screen? Uh, not yet. It's uh, from a Heju My Soul for Space. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Oh, he's... Uh... Uh, thank you. He's uh, a friend, he's a partner, and he's uh, one of the creators. Thank you for being here. He's... Uh, uh, to describe him gives me a great pleasure. Uh, he is our uh, partner in bringing space to all of you, artist, former uh, Michelin chef, and participant in uh, the Copernic Space extension called Spaceables which is our dedicated platform for artists to come and demonstrate and create their NFTs on, on Copernic Space platform because we, uh, we I believe, do a very good job um, uh, uh, taking care of artists to whom space means a lot. So we we curate, we buy, we promote. And so Jeshuan's uh, Soul for Space is the artist whose NFTs will be available shortly on Spaceable. And he's in England. 
and incredible, remarkable, uh, beautiful human being. And he's just put a, by the way, I'm Jesus from Soul for Space. So there's a little plug for you as well. So, so let's talk about the moon then. So let's, you know, so, you know, I'm interested in the history of time. I'm, I'm, I'm interested because I was involved in energy. I'm interested in carbon dating. You know, if you think back to people have done carbon dating of rocks from the moon for 4.5 billion years. So if we think the moon's been there for 4.5 billion years, how is the moon going forward going to be this place where people are going to, you think there's going to be some sort of civilization moving to the moon or what do you think is going to happen in the next hundred years with the moon? Well, uh, let's talk about even 10 years. Uh, I believe that moon uh, will deliver similar dynamics economically, socially, uh, like uh, discovery of the America, continents of America. You can imagine moon as an extension of Earth as another continent. Uh, I love moon, so I'm not going to designate it as occupy moon because we have no right to occupy anything in space, but we have a right to, to embrace moon and welcome it as a place where we humanity can rediscover our lost here on Earth goodness in a in a value system in integrity in democratization of assets this is also a place with incredible resources that are yet to be uh, further discovered and managed uh, it's it includes of course metals it includes priceless ability to train for exploration of next uh, of exploration of planetary system, including Mars. Uh, I also have to notice that, uh, unfortunately, space also becomes a territory that is of critical importance in balance of power here on planet Earth. This is why our return on the moon and establishing of our democratic value system, including technologies like Copernic space, which allows you to be a part of what it is we should be doing on the moon, directly and indirectly. Uh, so moon is of significant strategic, military, scientific, artistic importance. The Lady Rocket plans to have, uh, and I'm talking about myself in a third person because I'm talking about myself as a brand and as a platform, uh, to have an art gallery on the moon. Why? Because I can then claim that let's be better on Earth before we do something on the moon. And it's going to create a huge economy whose transactions, including through Copenhagen space, will give us people the power to deal with the climate change and energy that you stand for. So it's of pivotal importance, the training ground for going after astro asteroids, mining, uh, it's, it's a trillion dollar endeavor, trillion dollar endeavor. So this is also why Copernic Space, I believe, represents one of the examples of early adoption of blockchain vis-a-vis -vis trillion dollar new economy. Yes, yeah, so, so yes, we are fundraising. So those of you who are, and you know what, we decided to create a democratic funding process. We want people, not only VCs, and equity funds. So this particular round is adjusted so we have people as the investor, not only people who are waiting for us with open arms, uh, big money people. Yeah, so so let, let's think about, so you're getting democratization of ownership. So you're sending essentially art up to the moon on rockets. And then people can, before it would be the physical part of art, but now you can do the digital side of art. Yes. So you'll be able to send essentially thousands of NFTs and they, yes. will be, they will be essentially, you know, hosted and based on the moon. And we'll be able to see that these things are on the moon based on what's going to be there physically to hold them all. Yes. And I am taking off my Lady Rocket space jacket in the colors of galaxy, by the way, because I also... Jeremy Bruce loves the jacket, so I, by the I'm way. I'm taking it off to give you an example um, okay. of everything from the physical reality through Lady Rocket, Copernic Space, to, to Metaverse on Moon. 
Uh, you can see here beautiful painting by Polish painter Julia Tsuryło, whom I curate uh, in the context of what we do. She is one of the most amazing painters merging space with earth. Um, and what I have here is a t-shirt that reflects her painting that is now in Warsaw. Probably Monday or Tuesday, the same painting you will be able to acquire on Copernic Space um, Spaceable as an NFT with embedded philanthropic part, meaning that um, money will return to the artist. Part of it will stay with the uh, Lady Racket Foundation. A Copernic Space uh, takes a very, very small percentage and we will be using it to do some good here on Earth and on the Moon. And then the same painting, remember, Warsaw painting on the wall in the art gallery, my t-shirt, Monday, an NFT, and then as soon as, uh, as SpaceX is going to the Moon, digital version of it going to the Moon, and then in the meantime, we are working on creating metaverse of, uh, of a museum art gallery for the Moon, which will actually have also a real connection to, to, to the reality because we'll be sending it to the moon also digitally. And I built into it not only speculation, financial goal, but philanthropic goal. Remember my rhinos, there are many other philanthropic causes that Lady Racket Foundation is pursuing. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'll just give a bit of recap to some of the viewers. This is what a smart contract can do. So when you develop a smart contract, everything the Lady Rocket talked about, you actually embed that into the smart contract. So that's put into the code. So anytime you buy into this NFT, the distribution of the money and the percentages is already in the smart contract. And this is what the blockchain does more than traditional finances. It allows people to put that in and you can see where your percentages go. So when she was speaking about you're going to be investing into this NFT and a certain percentage is going to these rhinos and it'll be run from a satellite. Yes. This has all been embedded into the smart contract in the code. And because it's on the blockchain, everyone can track it and see what's actually happening. So when she talks about all these things happening, they're actually happening simultaneously the minute you actually make that investment or that acquisition of an NFT through our platform. All of these things, once the smart contract's actually in place it basically it instantaneously it does everything she claims it's going to do and that's what's so amazing about blockchain and smart contracts and we talked about them doing different things in terms of you know contract negotiations and how it can actually make payments to people when goods are on site but this is just a different use case that uh, lady rocket's talking about so when she's talking about all these things happening instantaneously if the smart contract's written in that code, all these things will happen instantaneously. And that's what's amazing about the technology itself. Yes. Very well said. I appreciate you summarizing this way. And Copernic Space developed the operating system for space, economic operating system for space, because we take under consideration also special conditions uh, that apply when you deal with space. Uh, so under Grant's leadership and with uh, Pilip, who is our CTO, uh, we pioneered a sophisticated software plus processes that you were describing. And we have a tool set. So like you said, we can craft smart contracts now uh, that reflect particular uh, financial um, and expectations arrangements that you so well described. So, so, so we're talking about climate change, you know, it's coming up all the time. You know, I talk yes. about climate change a lot in terms of, you know, if people seem to be like, and I always talk about China and India opening all these coal plants in the last, uh, since lockdown. I think China's opened 181, India's opened 51 coal plants, they're massive coal plants. But, you know, they're going through an industrial revolution and they're the world's factory. So they're essentially all the products that we are getting coming in like all Apple products are essentially powered by coal. All Microsoft products are powered by coal. But how do, does your project help with climate change for people to understand it? Um, I love your question and, and uh, giving you a hug from, from Los Angeles all the way to San Diego for, for being such a, such a special host. 
climate change is is dramatically important to me. Uh, I see a complete failure of all the systems that rely traditional on traditional sources of power, let it be Paris Accord or a few billionaires claiming some don symbolic donations that do not matter to anything, and the sluggishness of, of the government, although I am extremely excited about what uh, President Biden was able to accomplish. Now, how do we make a difference? Uh, Copernic space proving its integrity and the fact that it is platformed by us for us. It's not financed by Wall Street, Goldman Sachs, or other. It's uh, we want it to be ours. Can issue an NFT, a token, or potentially crypto? Because down the road we plan to move to the cryptos with doing something unprecedented, tying value of this crypto to particular significant space assets representing economic value, but motivating you also to buy this uh, token for the purpose of dealing with the climate change. Because I claim to our esteemed wonderful audience that if you were able to bring together $500 billion in financial energy for a Shiba token, which really doesn't stand for much, and I love, I love all the crypto people, so this is not a critique, just acknowledgement. We, we, mostly Americans, showed incredible generosity towards Shiba token at the level of, if I remember correctly, $500 billion at some moment. If we deposited in a passive way a trillion plus in the Bitcoin, let me challenge us to the assumption that if Copernic Space were to orchestrate a token, uh, identify projects that will benefit financially from it, tie this token to the asset like mining on the moon on asteroid, which has its potential of you know trillions of dollars, said let's buy it because we need to come up with $500 billion in a hurry to save our planet. This is how I think Copernic Space can make a difference because we are a tool that can be empowered by you, for you, to rally around bringing financial energy of crypto tokens into the climate change. On my level, as a lady rocket, I'm doing something symbolic that I'm very proud of. I, I plan to send a hemp seed to the moon, either digital uh, or as a form of a song or all of the above to draw attention of our leadership and investors that hemp saves planet Earth. And right now it's discriminated against because it gets mixed up with CBD. Hemp is the future. And I want to issue also hemp NFTs. And I was going to show you my hemp sweater and I was, it's so heavy. I said, no, I'm not, it's not going to be opportunity. So I didn't bring it, but promise me we'll have an opportunity to speak again. And I will show you, looks like Chanel. It's made out of hemp. I wear it to call attention also of the luxury industry that we need to use hemp. Hemp, NFT, space, climate change, Copernic space can tie it all together in a transparent way, like you like you said, because blockchain means transparency. So it's not like Cheech and Chong's space cake. <laughs> <laughs> From yes. the, some space cake, you might get a few investors in that one too. So, but that's interesting because you think of climate change and like my fear is with climate change is you know, putting climate change aside right now, you think of what's happening, what we originally spoke about, like where's Russia now physically turned off Nord Stream 1? So Europe right now for the next coming into winter is going to be in problems, especially places like Germany, because um, they got all their gas from, uh, or 60% of their gas from Russia. So <clears throat> that's all happening and people understand that part of it. You know, we still need energy to survive. But if you think about the rhinos, what do you see that climate change is doing for the rhinos right now? And out with what's happening and people just um, shooting rhinos in order to get their horns to grind down to, you know, essentially Chinese medicine, what's happening with the climate that's affecting the rhinos right now? 
Well, it's it's a subject that deserves its own show, and I I work closely. I have friends from South Africa who are experts in answer, answering this question, and I am preparing NFTs for them too. Here's what's happening: the climate change is degrading the ability of self-sustainability of the ecology in South Africa and everywhere else. The animals access to water, to, to food is changing. On the top of it, there's invasion of humans who are trans, who are acquiring, and those are the European countries that still do it, acquiring land in South Africa and cutting existing forest that performs, or grass, that performs incredibly important ecological function, upsetting balance of water, temperature, um, lack of birds, lack of bees. So those are some inhumane situations that are happening. Now rhinos in particular are also being attacked with bigger, vicious, with incredible cruelty by growing number of poachers who are being motivated by economic greed and rewards are being equipped with GPS, satellite communication, helicopters. This is a heavy duty industry that people like Dr. Johan of Saving the Survivors, and those of you who really want to make a contribution, go Saving the Survivors. They accept any donation, five, ten dollars, if the average donation is $25, I support saving the survivors. They cannot compete with the millions of dollars invested in the poaching industry by those who benefit from it. That's the reality. Now, satellite and Copernic space, very important application of Copernic space I need to share with you. We are democratizing access to satellite because now satellite data is very difficult to access. It requires complex contracts, you have to commit to a certain acquisition of data, you have to understand which data you need. Copernic Space is preparing NFTs which will allow you to buy this part of data from satellites that you particularly need and can afford. So, Dr. Johan, should be able to acquire his own satellite data to equip him with information. The same goes for Amazon, for keeping track of the indigenous people. Copernic Space is really the platform that we want to give into your hands, provide you with the key application that will democratize space also, because space gives critically important data, which now average us, cannot access very easily, like satellite data. My startup, Zuma Beach, here in Malibu, is dedicated to creating community-level satellite information so we can project place of the fires better and faster than what is happening right now. That's, again, I can do it as an entrepreneur because I can put my Zuma uh, Zuma satellite project on Copernic space and uh, work on funding it through NFTs because otherwise I couldn't do it. Yeah, that, that's amazing because I didn't realize because because uh, you understand governments are getting access to satellite data and then we know like people like Google are accessing satellite data yes. because you know, all the big sort of tech companies are now able to access satellite data. But I didn't realize poachers are accessing satellite data where they can actually locate yes. the rhinos faster and then essentially take them out and cut off the horns and that's so unbelievable exactly so this is why i'm asserting information that you too deserve ownership of satellite data you too have a right to satellite data and we are of service to finding economical way to make it into the reality because i for example want uh, my city of malibu to own access to the relevant data because i survived a woolsey fire which started not too far away from where i am and the biggest challenge in malibu which we had was we had no idea which direction fire goes and firefighters and police went in completely opposite direction unknowingly than were fire wet. And Zuma name comes from the Zuma beach, which is my favorite beach. This is where we escape with horses, animals, because fire was surrounding us. 
And if you have access to satellite data at the community level, here in California, Amazon, everywhere will make a huge difference. Copernic space can democratize access to it. Yeah, that's amazing to think like, you know, Amazon and Google are accessing the satellite data, but the police and the fire brigade and the average person at home can't access the same information. Exactly. It's this like, is why we created Copernic Space, but it takes two to tango. So we created a platform. We are working very hard, spending a lot of our money on capturing this relationship with satellite companies so, so we can democratize it. But it takes you to acquire the NFTs or invest in it in order to make it available to all of us. And that's our opportunity. So, so who's actually putting satellites up there right now? Well, uh, uh, in general sense, uh, the, the, the biggest, uh, biggest uh, new entrant into the satellite area is, of course, SpaceX with its Starlink. And, uh, and I'm very happy for that because Elon Musk, being a leading, uh, invest, uh, leading shareholder of the company, he can make a decisions uh, that very few can, and he is using Starlink also in a philanthropic way. So he is on the top of my list to reach out to help with my rhinos. But uh, also seriously, he provided satellite link connection to Ukraine, etc. Uh, I will be on September 30th watching SpaceX launch of next batch of Starlink satellites from Vandenberg Space Force Base, and he just sent uh, some of them about, I think, three weeks ago again. Then, of course, there are military satellites, and then there are beloved little CubeSats that I hope also to have to hover around uh, dedicated areas. And this is what you can expect that will be launching tokens that would allow you to take ownership in a new constellation of satellites. And here is the gold mine. And this is why, yes, we are fundraising. So those of you who want to know more about it, please get in touch with us. But here's the, the good answer. Satellites are what gold mines used to be in the past. Because nowadays, data is a contemporary gold. So ownership of satellite, or better yet, ownership of the data of satellites is symbolically comparable to ownership of the gold mine, just in a digital era. There is no system that would allow you to connect those dots, but Copernic space, because not only we are a blockchain, we are also feet on the ground and space, identifying space and satellite companies that fit into the blockchain model. And Exodus Orbital, Exodus Orbital, company started by a brilliant Ukrainian PhD in Toronto, perfectly fits this model because Dennis developed technology software that allows you to segment data that is coming out of satellite because right now satellite is just sending a ton of data and most of us don't need it so between Copernic space and Exodus Orbital we can segment this data into tiny pieces relevant to you. So being in Malibu, I can foresee just, you know, making some fun of billionaires in a serious way. I can foresee that people like Mark Anderson, who is uh, one of the biggest. Oh, we've just lost your lady rocket there just now. <clears throat> Here yeah, I am. Come back. So Mark Anderson just acquired a house for $160 million in Malibu. And I will challenge him and give him graceful an opportunity to invest in my NFTs in order to acquire satellite data uh, that would give him a, a fire information about his, but also contribute to the community in a generous way now that he acquired an you know, uh, important part of Malibu. Bring some generosity, mm -hmm. space generosity. Space generosity, that's what we need. So that is just coming up for the hour, Lady Rocket. That has just been super fascinating. We could just keep asking more and more questions. You know, it was just, uh, I love you brought up like Elon Musk there, brought around the circle. You know, when Russia invaded Ukraine, the first thing they did was knock out everyone's internet. 
no one could help them. You know, <clears throat> Elon Musk sent one of his uh, satellites over. Yes. Boom, everyone's got access to the internet again. So yes. that's a fantastic that he can able to do that, where governments seem to be able to not want to do that when people are in problems there as well. So, so that was great to bring that bit up in the end. And we'll just bring you back on with your jacket as well. You know, we'll bring back Jeremy Bruce. You know, we'll start. He, he was the first comment, Jeremy. Thanks. There's Lady Rocket putting her jacket back on then as well. Love the jacket. I'm sure if you put that out there as an yes. NFT, people would want to buy some of your jackets, you know? Look look for lunar luxury NFTs on Spaceable First. Fashion as a space asset. Uh -huh. And money generously shared with, with artists and hemp growers. Perfect. Oh, well, well, that's great then. Well, thanks very much, uh, Lady Rocket. That's been fascinating. We've learned a lot today. We've really enjoyed the podcast. We'd love to get other people from your company on to talk about it in more detail going forward. Yes, please, please do. I, I enjoyed being your guest. It's uh, phenomenal. And your Scottish style is uh, so uh, uh -huh. both charming, uh, but but also uh, leads, the, leads the discussion beautifully. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate the audience that you brought uh, to share unedited, passionate, uh, spontaneous uh, answer to your uh, very special questions. I really enjoyed it very much. Okay, and Grant Blaisdell should be here because then he can get it more organized and give you the specifics while I was sharing with you my vision, passion. But, yeah, but yeah. look up Copernic Space. It is by us, for us. That's the, we are just humble uh, provider of the connectivity. Uh, we are a platform for you and space. Okay, that's great. Well, thanks very much, Lady Rocket. Thanks for everyone for tuning into the show. You've been watching Boom, It's on the Blockchain. My name's Alistair Caithness. Have a nice day. To the moon!